a moment of power. It's time for a Moment of Power podcast with Pastor Johnny Henderson, being brought to you by the Little Zion Missionary Baptist Church in Chesapeake, Virginia. All right. Amen. Joseph, Matthew chapter 1, verse 18 through 25. Listen at these words. This is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son. You are to give him the name Jesus. Let the church say Jesus. Jesus. You are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to his son and they will call him Emmanuel. What we just sang, amen, which means God with us. Joseph woke up. He did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to his son. And he gave him the name Jesus. Uh, verse 24 again it says when Joseph woke up he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife I want to preach just for a few minutes this morning from this thought as the Holy Spirit shall guide it was more than a dream All right. it was more than a dream you may be seated it was more than a dream In the 1983 book, How Life Imitates the World series, uh, the writer Dave Boswell tells a story about Earl Weaver, a former manager of the Baltimore Orioles. Uh, if you're a sports fan, you may enjoy this. Uh, he, he talks about how Earl Weaver handled uh, baseball star Reggie Jackson. Anybody remember him? If you're old school, you remember Reggie Jackson. Weaver, the manager, had a rule that no one could steal a base unless uh, given the steal sign. You know, if you watch baseball, they give all kind of signs, like they're doing sign languages. This is telling the players what to do or what not to do. But this upset Reggie Jackson because he felt he knew the pitchers and catchers well enough to judge who he could and could not steal bases off of. One game, he decided to steal, watch this, without a sign from the coach. He got a good jump off the, off, off the pitcher, and he easily beat the throw to second base. As he got up and shook the dirt off his uniform, Jackson smiled with delight, the story says, feeling, had he, feeling like he had vindicated his judgment to his manager. Later, uh, the manager Weaver took Jackson aside and explained why he hadn't given the steal sign. First, the next batter was a guy named Lee May, his best power hitter other than Jackson. Jackson stole second base, 
Now first base is wide open. So the other team walk, may intentionally take the bat out of his hands. But secondly, the following batter, after May hadn't been strong against that particular pitcher that was pitching that day. So Weaver felt he had to send up a pinch hitter to try to drive in the men that were on base. This left Weaver in a precarious position because he didn't have anybody left on the bench that could go in the game when he needed them to go into the game. The problem was Jackson became selfish. He became selfish, y'all. He only saw his relationship to the pitcher and to the catcher. But Weaver was watching the whole game. He was watching the big picture. And I love this story because when it comes to obeying God, it's always about the bigger picture. The problem with us, we, we only see so far. But God sees way ahead. He, he, sees, he sees the bigger picture. Amen. And so when God sends us a signal, y'all, we have to obey no matter what we think we may know. We got to obey God even if uh, we can't understand what he's doing. That's what I want to talk about this morning. Uh, disobedience, obedience, and faith. The dictionary says obedience is simply respect, honor, listening, and paying attention. Obedience to God, on the other hand, means that we fully surrender to the will of God. Let me say that again. We, we surrender to the will of God, not the will of the person sitting next to you. Don't, don't look at them. Keep looking straight ahead. God simply requires obedience of us, y'all. It's not complicated. It, it's not, it doesn't take a degree to figure that out. God simply requires obedience of us. And if we proclaim that we love him, we ought to be inclined to do whatever he asks us to do. When, when, when our hearts are inclined to obey God, then it turns into a life of obedience, a lifestyle of obedience, not just when it's convenient, when it feels right. It becomes a life of obedience, y'all. And then it becomes an essential part of the Christian faith. It becomes an essential part of your journey with Christ. Amen. And, and we're talking about Jesus this morning. Jesus was obedient. Uh, he, when he got up on that cross, that was obedience. But he didn't want to do it. But he had to do it. He pleaded with God to take, if it thy will, take the cup, Lord. Take, take this cup, but not my will. Your will be done. Jesus also says, if any man wants to follow me, we, we got to deny ourselves, take up our cross, and follow him. That's that's, that's obedience 101. That's the, that's the first floor. That's the ground level of obedience. Amen. Jesus goes on to say in John 14, if you love me, keep my command. Obedience simply means complying with everything God has commanded us to do. I know it doesn't always make sense. I know it doesn't always feel right, but it's for our good. Amen. So we should always have a willingness to obey him and walk in a spirit, in a spirit of obedience. Amen. We obey him because we love him. We, we obey him because we understand that God is leading us in the right direction. Amen. It's not about being perfect. It's not about perfection. It's simply having a desire 
to submit to the Lord and go on and do good works for the Lord. Amen. Uh, not doing good works for the pastor. Not doing good works for the church. It's not doing good works for uh, the deacons or the trustees. It's all about doing good works for the Lord. Amen. And so here we are in this first chapter of Matthew on the cusp of the birth of Jesus Christ. If you look back at the very beginning, you discover a lineage of Jesus. Uh, Matthew writes that the genealogy of Jesus extends all the way back to Abraham and through David. He goes in this, in this first chapter, and I'm not going to read all these names because he talks about this person begat that person, this, that, and the other. But he goes, he gives the whole lineage uh, from Abraham all the way to Joseph. And I find this interesting, y'all, because it turns out Joseph is a pivotal figure in the birth of Jesus. Are you hearing me this morning? He's a pivotal figure. I thought about it, y'all. Sometimes we just we just breeze over Joseph. But we can actually learn some lessons from Joseph. Matthew writes in verse 16, he says, And Jacob, the father of Joseph, the husband of Mary, and Mary was the mother of Jesus, who is called the Messiah. He goes on to say in verse 17, Thus there were 14 generations in all from Abraham to David, 14 from David to the exile to Babylon, and 14 from the exile to the Messiah. You've heard it. Every time we get ready to close a sermon, we always say, he came down from 42 generations. And that's what we're talking about there. We're talking about the lineage of Jesus. He, he extends all the way back to Abraham and he hung upon that cross for you and I. But when we look at Joseph, y'all, he, he finds himself in what I'm going to call the intersection. Just like this intersection out here, Joseph finds himself at the intersection of obedience, faith, and decision making. And Joseph, he has no idea that he is a key figure in one of God's greatest acts. I want to tell you this morning, your obedience is key because you don't know what God is up to sometimes. Your obedience is key because there's no telling what God is up to. Here's Joseph standing at this intersection and, and God is going to bring the Savior of all humanity just by having an assignment for Joseph. This is good for you Sunday. Young people listen to me today. As you get older, understand when it comes to listening to God, you, he, he wants your yes because he has bigger things in mind. Amen. That's not just good for young people. That's good for uh, young, old, and everybody in between. Amen. But we learned some lessons from Joseph here today that when it comes to obedience, when it comes to trusting God and faith in general. Here's the first thing I want to share with you. What I see with Joseph here. Number one. Exercise extreme caution in complicated situations. Uh, that's the first thing we see when we read this text about Joseph. He finds himself in a complicated situation. I remember when we first started getting hot and heavy on Facebook, and everybody was updating their relationship statuses. And some people would have married, some people would have single. Some people will have in relationship. And then you all you have those, some people divorced, and then you have those 
that, that certain people that put it's complicated. Uh, Joseph finds himself in a complica complicated situation, but for us, y'all, we have to exercise extreme, I'm, I'm not going to say just caution, but extreme caution in complicated situations. Why do I say that? Because an assignment from God on your life, watch this, won't always be just another routine day on the calendar. I raise this point, y'all, because at the core of obedience is making sound decisions during complicated situations. And this is important also because oftentimes the assignments from God or the assignments that God has for us or the cause that he places on our lives will either not make much, make much sense or put us in situations we really don't want to be. Or better yet, some assignments from God will have us in places we never imagined ourselves being. Make sure you hear me this morning. And then what happens, y'all, is complicated situations always distort our judgment and make it hard to hear what God is trying to tell us or even trying to show us. Complicated situations most often lead to irrational thinking and wrong decisions. That's where we got to be really careful because that's where this is where the enemy wants us. This is where the enemy likes to hang around. I recall Genesis chapter 3, uh, Adam and Eve in the garden, and that, old, that, old, that old serpent approached them, and he, he got at Eve. He said, did God really say that? Right. Uh, you got to be careful because that's where the enemy wants you. The enemy, he wants to derail God's plans at the same time. He wants to derail your life as well. Mm -hmm. Joseph didn't know that was an assignment on his life, yet it happened anyway. Verse 18 says, this is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Amen. Complicated. Yeah. Because Joseph was her husband, because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. Complicated situation, cloudy judgment. Getting ready to make a bad decision. Here's where the enemy can creep in and mess us up and derail everything that God has for our life. I like this, y'all, because Joseph, he doesn't get petty and nasty here. However, the situation is still complicated. The love of his life is now pregnant, and it's not because of him. Oh, he was firmly committed to Mary. Joseph is upset because during this engagement period, they haven't had any adult relations. I'm going to use adult relations because we got kids in the house. Amen. They haven't had any adult relations. But here it is in Jewish culture, y'all. The engagement period usually lasted about a year. And any unfaithfulness during that time uh, by either party would be seen as adultery and grounds for divorce. And in worst cases, even grounds for stoning people to death. The text says he was a righteous man, so he was faithful to the law. Now, if he, if he had followed the letter of the law, uh, things could have turned out real bad. Deuteronomy chapter 22, 23, 24, it says the punishment for adultery as stoning to death, y'all. Think about that for a second. His, his first response is not to he embarrassed her publicly, but he just wanted to quietly get a divorce. 
He just wanted to quietly walk away. He, he didn't want to bring public disgrace to Mary or her family because he knew if he was to publicly accuse her of adultery, that could bring possibly the harshest penalties upon her. Stoning, killing both Mary, watch this, and the unborn child that she's carrying. Oh, the enemy would, would love nothing more than that to carry the, uh, carry, carry, uh, kill the child that Mary is carrying. Amen. Instead, Joseph, he wanted to just go, go through the correct legal, legal process, do it quietly. The only thing he had to do was write her a bill of divorce according to Deuteronomy chapter 24. That's all he wanted to do. Uh, we, we don't know a whole lot about Joseph, y'all. But we do know his response to a complicated, complicated situation is a key part in the birth of our Savior. And I think, what, what if he had a carried out the letter of the law? What if? What if she had been stoned to death the same way, the same way Jesus in John chapter 8 dealt with those people that, see, when he said, cast, you without sin, cast the first stone. But what about us when we're, when we're in complicated situations? When God has given us assignment, I want to encourage you this one to just simply obey God. Don't act irrational. Don't exercise poor judgment. Don't do anything that can cause you to miss the will of God. Rather, take a pause, pump your brakes, and seek God for clarity. Are you hearing me this morning? So here's the first thing we learned from, uh, from Joseph. Uh, be, be extremely cautious in complicated situations. You don't want to make the wrong move and take God out of the equation. You don't want to make the wrong move that can set you back. You don't want to make the wrong move that can get you outside of the will of God. That's what it's all about. But as the text goes on, we see something else with Joseph here. And I want you to understand this. Number two, God reserves the right to change your plans. Are you hearing me? If, if, you, if you say you're sold out, you're surrendered, you're submitted, then God, he reserves the right to change your plans. We sang these songs, I am sold out. We sang these songs, I'm on the battlefield and I promise that I will serve him till I die. But if that is the case, then God reserves the right to change your plans. He reserves the right to change your plans. When we submit to the will of God for our lives, he, he reserves the right to change our plans. But what I like even more, if we make the wrong decisions, if we become disobedient, if we are unsure about what God is trying to get out of us, he can and will step in to shift our plans into alignment with him. I love this because Joseph, he did what he thought was best. But God had other plans. And he made them clear to Joseph. Now, an angel came to him in a dream, but most of the times it may not happen like that for us, y'all. But we got to pray. And we got we to gotta reach out to God and find out what it is that God wants us to do. Amen. The text says in verse 20, but after he had considered this, angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife because uh, what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. That's important because 
What is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. Has God ever intervened in your life? Changed your plans? Has God ever stepped in and uh, changed your plans at the last minute? Has God ever has God ever told you, nah, this ain't how it's going to happen? I want you to know you're not the first person that's happened to and you won't be the last. Amen. Abraham dealt with God changing his plans. Amen. Joseph deals with it right here with God changing his plans. Paul deals with it with God changing his plan. We, we discovered in Acts chapter 16, Paul was on his second missionary journey. He had traveled to uh, Bithynia, a region of Asia Minor. They were getting ready to go in, but the Spirit of God said, Nah, you can't go there. I need you to go somewhere else. God has suddenly changed uh, their plans. Amen. We got to understand God reserves the right to change our plans if they don't line up with his plan. Amen. God can step in at the last hour and, and get us in the direction he needs us to be going. Even without our consent. Uh, without your consent. I say that it was, it was never my plan to be standing here today. It was probably never in your plans to be here at 141 Kempsville Road on a rainy Sunday in December 2023. Yet God reserves to right to shift things in your life to align you with where he needs you to be. He deserves, he reserves the right. Uh, my plans didn't align with God. God overruled what I thought my life would be like. Anybody, do I have any witnesses in the house? And, and I'm, glad, I'm glad about it because I'm better now than I probably would have been if I had stayed outside of God's will. I'm better now because God stepped in. Amen. I love this because he reserves right. We say, God, have your way in my life. You're giving God the right to change your plan. Joseph had plans to divorce. He went on and goes to sleep that night. This angel of the Lord said, nah, bro, this ain't going to happen like this. I got something else going on. She's carrying a child that I have planted in her. And this man, this child is going to be called Jesus. And he's going to be the savior of all humanity. I know you want to divorce her. I know you want to move out of Chesapeake and move to Williamsburg. I know you want to go to ATL where so many people like to go, but I need you right here in Chesapeake because I have bigger plans for you. I know you want to pack everything up and leave town, but I need you to stay right here because there's more work to do. I know you want to cut everybody off. I know you want to Run to somewhere across the other side of the country and start all over. But I'm telling you, I have bigger things in mind. You can't go away quietly. Because I'm going to change your plan. I need you to help facilitate the coming of the Savior that we call Jesus. He's going to save. Your people from their sins. I need you to get that this morning. Yes, sir. 
And the reason God changes our plans is because it's about Him and not about me. Angel said, you're going to call him Jesus because he will save his people from their sin. I don't know about you, but I'm glad. I'm glad it worked out the way God wanted it to work out instead of the way Joseph wanted it to work out. I'm glad because it worked out the way God wanted it to work out instead of the way Johnny wanted it to work out. Uh, anybody glad that it worked out the way God had it designed instead of the way you had it designed? If it was up to me, I would have been a complete mess. It's okay to tell on yourself. If it was up to you, no telling where you would be right now. But when God steps in, you have no choice but to surrender. Angel says he will save his people from their sins. Matthew goes on the right. He recalls his prophetic words from Isaiah chapter 7 verse 14. He goes on to write these words. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and they shall call his name Emmanuel. Which simply means God with us. I, I like that because uh, the angel shows up to clarify. Sometimes we can't figure it out, but God will show up to clarify what he wants us to do. We don't always have all the answers. We, it, every assignment may not be pretty. Every, every calling won't be uh, glamorous. Every calling may not feel good, but God will give you the clarity and he will shift your plans to align with him. Amen. Here's the last point, and I'm done, y'all. Uh, number one, be extremely cautious in complicated situations. Number two, when you surrender to God, when you become obedient to God, you say you love God and you serve God, you got to understand He reserves the right to change your plans. But here's the most important point of them all. Accepting God's call carries wide ramifications. That's the most important point. It, it, it carries wide ramifications. Let me put it to you like this. It is a consequential call. It comes with consequences. And I say it comes with, with consequences because the call is always bigger than the individual. You hear me today? It, obedience to God is always about a greater cause. It's not about you. Sometimes you see it all the time. We 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 do it because we want a platform. We do it because we want to be popular. Some people accept the call because they think it's going to make them rich. They're chasing money. Everybody want to have a big mansion and a big house or big, you know, fancy cars. Uh, there you go. We, we, take, we chase after what we're going to see on TV. We, we want to be like the Joel Osteen's and the T.D. Jakes. Yeah, I'm going to say it this morning. We, we, we want to be, like, be like the Joel Osteen's, but the call is always bigger than the individual. It is, it's not about you. We got to understand 
When, when God assigns us to something or he calls us to something, it will hardly ever be for our own personal good. It will hardly ever be for our own personal elevation. It is all about God getting the glory. Amen. Let, let me add this. Answering the call is not about serving you. Answering the call is not about serving your desires. It's, a, it's about God using you to reach the people or places he desires to reach. Don't you ever forget that it's bigger than you. It's bigger than you. Amen. Verse 24, Joseph woke up. He did. Watch this. He did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him. He was in a complicated situation. God stepped in and changed his plans. Then he woke up. He quickly figured out it was more than just a dream. He said he, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to his son. And he gave him the name Jesus. You notice in the text, he, he accepts the call, which completes the prophecy. But you notice in the text, Matthew emphasizes him naming Jesus. In the dream, the angel told him, you ought to, you ought to give him the name Jesus. Verse 21, after he woke up and accepted the call, verse 25 says, and he gave him the name Jesus. I like that because by Joseph giving him the name and officially accepting Jesus as his child, it completes the lineage. Joseph is the son of David. He came from the lineage of David by him accepting Jesus as his son and giving him the name Jesus. That officially gives Jesus status as a descendant of David. Oh, God help me. I, I want to tell you, it's bigger than you. You got that's why God, you gotta pay attention to what God is telling you. That's why you got to be careful in complicated situations. Joseph made the right choice, y'all. His decision was his decision to answer the call was consequential. His decision to answer the call was consequential because if he had not done it, you got to wonder what we being here today worshiping Jesus. And I want to tell you sometimes. Our decision making gets cloudy because we don't want to let go of our plans. Sometimes we, we worry about what others think. I'm sure he was dealing with that as well. He, he had in his mind that his lady stepped out on him. He probably worried about the embarrassment and the humiliation he was going to face. But Joseph, he put all that aside and he, he chose to obey. He obeyed the, the angel's command to Mary, Mary, and name Jesus, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Sometimes we find ourselves in life saying it, it must have been a dream. Amen. I come to tell you this morning, God uses dreams and visions Amen. to give us clarity. Yeah. And he gives clarity where there is confusion. Amen. Amen. And we often find ourselves, I must have been dreaming that. Jesus. I must have been dreaming that. I recall a brother by the name of Biggie Small saying it was all a dream. Amen. And I come to tell you this morning, I rise to tell you to don't write off that dream that you had because perhaps it was God. Amen. 
it, it, yes. it was probably God trying to show you what, yes. what, what he needed you to understand. Amen. It was the dream was God painting the picture. The dream was God providing clarity. Amen. And when he gives you clarity, go ahead and be obedient. And go ahead and accept the call. Amen. But here's the key point. When you answer the call, you got to trust God. Amen. When you answer the call, when you accept the sign, you got to walk by faith and not by sight. That's what God wants. He He wants to use you and he wants all of us to trust him. Amen. It's always bigger than you. Amen. God, Joseph did as God commanded. He completed this marriage by taking Mary to be his wife. Amen. Don't worry about what the people are going to say. Don't worry about people gossiping. Don't worry about people calling you crazy because you did what God told you to do. Simply obey God. Amen. And when you obey God and when you trust in God, he's going to work it all out. Amen. You got to do what he called you to do it. God will take care of the rest. Amen. And so what is the conclusion of the matter? I'm done, y'all. I simply say it was more than just a dream. It was God showing you what he needed you to do. Amen. It was more than just a dream. It was God giving you clarity about your assignment. Amen. It was more than just a dream because God has bigger things in mind for you. Amen. I want you to think about it. God can use you to change the course of humanity. Amen. God can use you to change people's lives. Amen. Joseph, here he is on the cusp of a bad decision. But God stepped in right on time. I like that, God. The Bible says, but after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife because what is conceived in her is, it is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus. But there's a reason the angel says because he will save his people from their sins. In other words, Joseph wanted to step out, but God stepped in. Uh, Joseph, he wanted to step out, but God stepped in. I don't know about you, but I'm glad God stepped in. Amen. And because God stepped in, we're here today to give him all the glory. Amen. We're here today because uh, as, the, as the prophecy said, God is with us. Amen. He was with us in the flesh. He was with us as a redeemer. He's with us to re- reconcile us to him. And God is always with us. Amen. And because God stepped in, we can lift up Jesus every day. Amen. He stepped in because he so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have ever lasting life. That's that's why he stepped in. That's why he stepped in. And so I encourage you today, if you're on the fence, if you're on the fence, simply understand God wants to use you. If you're on the fence, understand that God wants your yes. He wants to use you for his glory. That's all it is. That's all it is. He he wants to use all of us. Are you ready to surrender to him? Are you ready to give him your yes?
moment of power. It's a moment of power with Pastor Johnny Henderson being brought to you by the Little Zion Missionary Baptist Church in Chesapeake, Virginia. Connect with them by visiting their website, lzmbc.net. Pastor Henderson, Lady Henderson, and the Little Zion family want to thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you will not miss a moment of power.